This is Michael Smalley, and sorry, I have not recorded one of these for a while, but I have been moving. So I'm in a new home, in a great location, and excited to get back in to these morning devos for couples, even though it is almost afternoon today, but I finally got organized and am ready to go. And this is a really important day. This is the love language of Jesus. So um, we're going to address some of the scariest verses in all of scripture. And then most importantly, what does it really mean to love Christ? And probably even bigger than that is how is Christ, you know, what does he need to see or experience in order to feel loved by you? So this is a big morning because a lot of us uh, don't know this and it's really critical. So this is going to be a good one for you and your spouse. So it's the love language of Jesus. And before we get going, I just want to remind you that we are doing virtual intensives now during this insanely uh, crazy COVID-19 crisis, but I've already done three of them, and I have been shocked by how powerful they are for the couples, and each one of them said how much they loved being at their own home and hanging out in their pajamas And so two of them were one day virtual intensives. So that's a nine to five with an hour, you know, break for lunch and several breaks during it just to kind of get us up and get the numbness out of our rear ends. And then one of them was a two day and you'd just be surprised by how much growth and, you know, just, you know, how we can actually connect through Zoom. So check that out at smalleyinstitute.com. And don't forget, there's a link where you can actually sign up for this Morning Devo and you'll get access for life. We have an amazing online learning platform, so you'll get everything you need to continue staying connected with each other. All right, so let's get going. What is the love language of Jesus? This is kind of an important thing because some of the scariest verses in all of Scripture are on that day. Many will come to me and cry out, Lord, Lord, and then Jesus kind of looks at them, right, like, who in the world are you? Like, I don't know you. And then they panic. And here's the here's the thing that should get your attention. These were not murderers and thugs and pedophiles and, you know, all the, you know, criminals of the world. These are people, just like you and me, who thought they were saved, who went to church, who did small groups, who... Uh, prophesied in his name, who cast out demons in his name, who did healings in his name. And Jesus's response, because that's what they're like, how do you not know me? And Christ is like, yeah, you did all those things, yet I never knew you. And a lot of us pastors tend to avoid those verses because they're hard. But I think today's Devo is going to be able to help you understand on that day, and we're all going to die. I've tried it 10 different times in my life. Jesus won't take me home yet. So I'm still here, and maybe it was for this very uh, morning Devo. Who knows? But if you really want to be secure, and if you really want to understand what does it truly mean to be a disciple of Christ, pay attention today. So Jesus says, if you love me, right? So Christ's love language does not fit in any of uh, Gary Chapman's five love languages, unfortunately, right? Because Christ's love language is, if you love me, obey my commandments. So if if you're going to make Christ feel loved, then simply you got to obey his commands. And what's great about his commands is they're not a burden. 
They don't weigh you down. It's not five prayers this way and 74 Hail Marys and, you know, all these sort of Christian activities that we think is a part of following him. It's none of that stuff. They come down to two basic commands. Love God with everything you have and then love your neighbor as you love yourself. So there's three commands right off the bat, but that's how you need to interpret all the commands of Christ. And that's how you need to interpret, frankly, all of Scripture, is nothing is going to go against, in Scripture, loving God and loving others. So those are kind of his two biggest commands. And if you're wondering how many commands did Jesus give, and I've asked this question all over the world to big audiences and small audiences, and no one has got it right yet. So, you know, I'll spare you the suspense Uh, Jesus gave, I think, over 120 command statements. Hello. When I was asked that question years ago by one of my mentors, one of my dad's best friends, I got up to like eight commands. So I knew the second, I apologize for my phone going off. I knew the second he asked me that question, I was like, oh boy, I have not been paying attention to those commands. So he made over 120 command statements. Now, scholars like John Piper and other people have kind of, you can combine them because obviously he says, forgive others quite a few times, right? So that can obviously fit under the command to forgive. So if you kind of group them together, there's really 52 unique commands. And I have a special free gift for you. Uh, If you actually sign up for this couple's devotional, which the link is right here, wherever you're watching this, um, or listening, you can go to Facebook uh, and find the link to be able to get to the Morning Devo. And I'm going to put it to the main site of our website. So just go to smalleyinstitute.com. But on this particular Morning Devo, I have included in the downloads on the page the 52 commands of Christ and all the command statements. So you can download that PDF and you and your spouse can start learning those now and meditating on them and getting them into your heart, really, that's the most important, that your desire naturally becomes to follow what Jesus expects of you. So when he makes this statement, it was a big evening for Christ. It's his formal farewell to his disciples. So when he said, if you love me, obey my commands, this was, he gave this command in his last moment with the men he had spent three years with and through trauma and trials and um, incredible you know, success. Uh, So I think this is one of those things we have to pay close attention to. So, and his friends, right, they're freaking out. They're scared. How does Jesus decide to comfort them? He promises the Holy Spirit, the great comforter. How many of you need comfort in your relationship? That's part of what the Holy Spirit does for you. So the Holy Spirit is the comforter. He's the one who guides you. He teaches, he encourages, he empowers So, and he mediates on behalf of the believer. Ultimately, he was giving them, so Christ was giving his disciples the comforting presence of himself. That was the gift he left them. That's what the gift he leaves up. But there's an important understanding of this. Only people who are known by Christ, who are true disciples, get the gift of the Holy Spirit. So that's why this first part of the devotional series is just focusing on 
your relationship with Christ and how critical that is because the biggest gift we get for following him is not just eternal salvation, but here on the earth where there's so much suffering and brokenness and relationships are stressed out and we're going through you know, a pandemic. We need the Holy Spirit and we need the gifts that come to us from the Holy Spirit. So the provision of Jesus that will bring about this relationship is declared to be the indwelling spirit. That's, you can find that in verses 15 through 17 in John. So the Holy Spirit has two names in this area. Verse 16, he is the paraclete, right? And then uh, he is known as the spirit of truth. So the paraclete, which is Greek for parakletos, I don't know why I pronounce it with a Spanish accent. That's where I always go to, is unique to John. So you can read about him uh, about this in John 14, 26, John 15, 26, John 16, 17, and 1 John 2, 1. And remember, these notes are all within the course on the morning devos. So, you know, you don't have to panic. You can go and sign up for that and you'll have all of this stuff uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So Paraclete is unique to John and expresses the Spirit's strengthening, equipping role. Just imagine what the Holy Spirit is going to do for your relationship. It's huge. Um, a paracletos was a judicial advocate, right? So you can read about that in Matthew 10, 16 through 20. And here Jesus says that Christians alone can enjoy his aid. John 14, 17. Do you want a relationship? Do you want the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Do you want the comforting, the wisdom the ability where he infuses you with the power to do what you're supposed to do. You're going to fail miserably on the commands of Christ and following those and implementing them into your life and into your relationship if you don't have the gift of the Holy Spirit. So how does this help your relationship? Well, when you obey and love Jesus, you and only the one who believes in Acts, don't miss that part of Acts, right? You have to do the command. So every single command of Christ has an action attached to it, right? So it's not enough to know. You can't just be reading your Bible and doing your devotionals and then not implementing those things into your life and relationship. So how does it help? Well, it gives you the Holy Spirit. I've already mentioned that. What does your relationship need most to thrive where you feel like, whoa, we're doing amazing? Well, you need strength, for tough times, you get that. You need truth, you get that. You need encouragement, that's a part of it. You need guidance, you get that. You need empowerment to treat others like Jesus. Empowerment, like you need the the ability to do it, and we don't have it just naturally. That that comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. You get that. You need the comforting presence of Christ. Guess what? You get that too. The Christian's life in all its aspects, intellectual and ethical, devotional and relational, upsurging and worship and outgoing and witness is supernatural. Only the Spirit can initiate and sustain it. So apart from Him, not only will there be no lively believers and no lively congregations, there will be no believers and no congregations at all. That's a powerful quote from J. I Packer. So now we're at the part where we have three questions. 
right? I have three questions that I want you to go through and discuss as a couple. It just kind of helps you process what you just heard and kind of encourages you or gives you a little bit more guidance in how you can implement this. So question number one, what is the love language of Jesus? Make sure you understand that fully. So discuss that with each other and process it and 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 read, you know, download that PDF and start looking at those commands, right? Number two, if you picked one love language of Jesus, so if you picked one of the commands to implement in your relationship, which one would it be? So I want you today to commit to going, okay, I'm going to forgive because, you know, the Holy Spirit is prompting me that I have some unforgiveness from, you know, from past events, from siblings, from parents to your you know, to your spouse. So you might pick forgiveness. You might pick lay down your life, turn the other cheek, um, love enemies, no matter what, right? And your enemy is probably sitting right next to you, right? I don't want you guys to think your spouse is actually your enemy, but they are because your enemy is not some foreign enemy. It's not a terrorist, not the communist, right? Enemies are those who don't love us well. They don't love us as we deserve. So, I want you to go through the commands and find one, right? Maybe you can even pray together before you look so that the Holy Spirit kind of guides that going, you know, Lord, which one of these do I need to follow most and which one of these do I need to implement into my relationship? And then question three, what do you need most from the Holy Spirit in your relationship? So go back and look at all the things you get from the Holy Spirit. You can look up the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So, um, you know, love, joy, peace, patience. And, you know, just kind of thoughtfully look through those and pray over them and go, Lord, which one of these do we need the most right now in our relationship? So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I hope today encouraged you. And I hope today was a big light bulb moment because uh, if you don't get this down, And if you don't start implementing it in your relationship, it's no bueno.